So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. And today we're going we're gonna to look at something different. Um, we, we read through this, and then all of a sudden you have, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Wow, that seems totally out of place, doesn't it? You have this... Do not judge. Seems totally out of place. Seems very harsh words from Jesus. So when we think about these harsh words that Jesus spoke right here, but we think about his harsh words overall, I think about Luke 13, 32. And Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox, speaking of uh, Herod Antipas. And Jesus saw these Pharisees and scribes as foxes, meaning that they were devious, they were cunning, and that they would run back and tell Herod everything. That's a minor one, even though foxes were not liked in the day. Here's a tough one. Matthew, it's in our gospel. Matthew 23, 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and uncleanness. Kind of hits where we're at today. The whitewash, back in the day, when they were having festival celebrations, they would go to the graveyards and they would paint, whether they were on the ground, uh, they would paint them white so that people would not touch them because if you touched them, you were considered unclean. So it's a very, this is a very derogatory uh, statement by Jesus against the scribes and the Pharisees who religiously, outwardly, were doing everything correctly, mostly. But inwardly, were far from God. They rejected Jesus Christ, and so he calls them whitewashed tombs. That is an insult. That's a tough, that's tough language. And then there's this one digs down even deeper. This is in our same gospel, Matthew 23, 33. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you going to escape being sentenced to hell? That's tough words. When we think about our text today, don't give to dogs what is holy and do not cast your pearls before pigs. Interesting. So the question is, what about this text? Why is this verse here? I want to propose to you, I think it's a bridge. 7-6 is a bridge. Last week we looked at don't judge minor flaws. You remember that. Somebody says to me, you can't judge me. And I said this last week and I mean it. Usually what that means is somebody's doing something that they shouldn't have been doing and it goes against scripture. Talking about big things. But then Jesus clarifies what he meant by that was... Don't worry about the speck in your brother's eye. Take care of the huge beam sticking out of your own eye. In other words, take care of your own stuff before you go judging others and being nitpicky. That's what Jesus is talking about. He's not talking about judging because right now we're talking about a verse that talks about discernment. How to discern something. Jesus making a call here very clear. And then today he says, yes, you can judge. You, you can make a judgment call. You're going to hear me say something in about 20 minutes that may shock you, but I believe it's true, and I believe it bears out here in the Scripture. 
And then in 7 through 11, he talks about wisdom of knowing the difference. So this is more of a bridge verse than anything else. And the key here is discernment. Being able to discern something as you live your Christian life before a fallen world. So what we learned today is some people show contempt for God. Some people show contempt for dogs or for, for God. And he mentions here dogs. Now listen to the language. Do not give dogs what is holy. We're going to look at dogs and pigs first, and then we're going to look at holy and the uh, pearls secondly. But here, do not give dogs. Dido me may. Dido me may. Which means it's an aorist imperative, which means it is a command. It is something that we are called to do. Jesus is telling us that when this situation arises in your life and mine, that we're to do this, that we are not to do something in response to somebody else and, and their life and, their, and the way that they live their life. Now, this word dogs is kuon, and that can mean three different things. It can refer to a bad person. It can refer to, listen to this, a sexually immoral person or a pervert, those two are combined, sexual immorality and pervert, or it can refer to a wild dog that is capable of violence and filthy behavior and habits. By the way, if you look at the New Testament, you'll find that Gentiles were often called dogs. False teachers were often called dogs. So the issue here is, Jesus wants us to identify something in somebody else and look at their lives to see if they qualify in this area. I know it seems harsh, but this is the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, calling something what it is. Now, this dog that we're talking about, we're not talking about old yeller that sleeps on your couch at night. That's a domesticated dog. You got, well, some dogs are small and some are big, but, but we love our pets, and we should love our pets, and we should take care of them. But this is not the dog that Jesus is talking about. This is the dog that Jesus is talking about. These dogs are wreaking havoc in Israel. They're still there. They're just wild dogs. These dogs, they may look nice, but they are dangerous. They, are, they can be very nasty. They can attack you, and people have been attacked by these dogs. Here's a, another one of these, what's called prairie dogs in Israel. Again, you see one of these dogs, you better be ready because those dogs could possibly attack you, particularly if they hadn't eaten in a while. They could be problematic. So this is a dog that Jesus was talking about, it, and they, they were brought over by the Canaanites, and that now they've, they've got a big problem in Israel. And, and if you go out into the wilderness areas, you will find these dogs, and they can be problematic. As I studied this week, I thought about Proverbs 26:11. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. There is a connection between foolishness and dogs. Not that I'm not anti-dog. I'm just saying that in the scripture, dogs are not seen as 
good. They are seen as bad. And, and when I mention that, that proverb, I think about people in our lives who may actually be dogs. Now, I won't go as far as calling somebody a dog, but you could call them vile, uh, and, and we'll, un we'll unpack this as, as we go along. Um, and then the second thing that he mentions is pigs. Pigs were popular in the day. <laughs> the Jews won't touch a pig. So here Jesus has already instructed those that are on this uh, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, he is, he's sitting, preaching this. He's saying, don't give what is holy or that is which is sacred to dogs. They would have instinctively known, the language they would have instinctively known, that is not a good person. And do not throw your pearls before pigs. Again, do not is an imperative, which means these are things that we are to avoid doing. That which is holy and, and, and the pearls, we do not give those out to these people. And it will become apparent in just a minute. To throw is ballo, which means 12 different meanings, but ultimately means hurl. So we're not to hurl the pearls, if you will. I'm a poet, and I didn't know it. So, Hoiros is the word for pig. Pig means filthy animal. So... We have two derogatory terms here that Jesus is using to describe a certain type of person. More importantly, there's something else going on here. Now, when you think about the, the, the pigs and you think about the meaning of the pig, we go back to, well, here's a picture of wild pigs in Israel. They're problematic as well. They're running loose in the streets. They dig up flower beds. They make a mess. They're, they're filthy. They also spread disease. Now Israel's starting to deal with these wild pigs that are just running loose. So you have dogs and you have pigs. Very, would have been very understood in, in, in the culture. This is, not, <laughs> this is not a good thing to be called. But Jesus is using or teaching us to use discernment in this area of our lives. And again, the issue here is, the key, I think, is to know when to identify these types of people. Now, to understand the pig, you have to go back to Leviticus 11.7. And the pig, though it has a split hoof, completely divided, yet does not chew the cud, it is unclean to you. So established way back in the Old Testament that you did not eat pigs, you did not touch pigs because they are unclean. They're considered unclean. It's not the pig that you have in your house, although I don't know why anybody would keep a pig in their house, but they do. Uh, nothing against pig people, but... 11.8, yeah. um, their flesh you do not eat, and their carcasses you do not touch, for they are unclean to you. So <laughs> you think about Jesus sitting teaching the Sermon on the Mount. Do not give what is holy to dogs and do not cast your pearls before unclean things. Now, I believe Jesus' voice would have carried because of the Sea of Galilee. It would have 
resonated with a couple thousand that were sitting there. Back in the day, I don't know, it was maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was teaching the uh, introduction to the New Testament. Antiochus IV captured Jerusalem uh, there in 167 B.C. He slaughtered a pig, which is vile to the Israelites. Vile. He slaughtered the pig, having captured Jerusalem. He goes into the temple of the holy God, and he places this pig on the altar as a sacrifice to Zeus. Yeah. Jesus would have known about that event. Brothers and sisters, there are people in the world that have contempt for God. There are people in this world who hate God. I don't know if you follow Hollywood news, but Kathy Griffin, you know her? She's vile. She is vile. The stuff that she does is disgusting. And yet, the same God that saved me is willing to save her. But she refuses. And I think of a lot of, we're a long way from John Wayne's Hollywood today. John Wayne would probably roll over in his grave if he saw what was happening today. There's vileness in our world. There are sick people in our world. And the question is, what do we do with these sick people? Well, this is something you probably never would expect an evangelical Southern Baptist pastor to say. So don't evangelize them. Don't evangelize them. We're talking here about people who are antagonistic towards the gospel, people who hate you. This is exactly what Jesus is getting at. He says here, do not give dogs what is holy, sacred, set apart, hagios, means dedicated and consecrated to God. We don't do that with people who are obstinate, who only want to enter into a discussion with us to try to slam our Savior, to try to slam the cross. Jesus says you do not engage them. You do not talk to them. They are not ready to receive the gospel, nor are they worthy to receive the gospel. Now I would add this. I would add this it doesn't relieve us of the responsibility to preach the gospel. But there are times in our lives when we will come in contact with people who will try to defile the cross of Christ. Several years ago, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old rocker from the 80s, but several years ago, I saw Billy Idol interviewed. And in one of his videos, and then I went back and I go, wow. He says, I don't know how many ways I can tell God. It was the scene where the motorcycle crashed through the uh, stained glass windows of the church. He was saying, I hate God. We pray for those people. We pray that they come. But why would we 
throw what is sacred, what is holy before these people. They, said they despise God. They hate God. We're not to try to evangelize them. That which is dedicated to the service of God, you do not give to people who do not care and only want to try to defile Christ. And that sounds tough language, I realize. That's exactly what Jesus is saying. I'm trying to capture, at least in my own mind, the, the attitude and the fortitude of Christ here where he's being very forceful. You cannot engage people who are godless and hate. And, and there are some people you share the gospel with, they don't really care. They want to talk about, well, what about this? What about this? Jesus says, those, those people, uh-uh. Now, it does, doesn't mean that we're not to share the gospel because we are to share the gospel. Most people, and I'm, I'm going to give you a percentage here. I didn't research it. I'm just off the top of my head. 10% of the people in the world are going to react like this. They're going to be violent. As a pastor of 30 years, I've, I've only had one or two times, of course, I'm a pastor, I get a buy on this stuff. I remember in Akron going into the hospital to visit one of our uh, church members, and I had my Bible, and this guy, well, this, this guy kept the door open for me, and he said, my mom always told me to respect a man that carries the Bible. I got on the elevator, and I, would, uh, I'm, I, I, I said something to him about it, I, I, I can't remember. But most people give pastors by. They expect us to share the gospel. And they're respectful. And by the way, I don't like, be, I don't like being called reverend. I do, pastor. I'm a pastor teacher. So what are we talking about here? Do not give what is holy to dogs. The early church fathers, and I went back and researched this, the early church fathers saw this as a prohibition against giving unbelievers the Lord's Supper because of what the dog issue. That's mostly been discredited, although that is an accurate truth. Every time I give the Lord's Supper, I always say it's for believers. If you're an unbeliever, don't take it, but I don't think that applies here. Most scholars refer to the consecrated food in Exodus. Exodus 29, 33, and 34. They shall eat those things which atonement was made at their ordination and consecration. But an outsider shall not eat them because they are holy. And if any of the flesh for the ordination, that's the ordination of the priest, or the bread remain until morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire for it shall not be eaten because it is holy. That's where some of the church fathers believed uh, it referred to the Lord's Supper. But the issue here is something that is dedicated and consecrated to God we are not to give to dogs, to vile creatures who will attack us. Donald Hagner writes this, in the Torah, outsiders was not allowed to eat food of the offerings because they were holy. Possibly where Jesus got this word from as he's preaching and teaching 
the Sermon on the Mount. I think there's something else here, too. Because this would have been associated with the priest, obviously, because of the hagios for the priest. Something for us to consider this morning as we think about, and holy can also mean set apart, which is consecrated to God, set apart. Do you know that each one in this room and those that are watching by Facebook, listening to us on telephone and streaming on our internet website, you are chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. Did you know that? You are priest. You no longer need a pastor to go to God. You don't need a, uh, anybody else to go to God. You're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen people, a special people, a holy nation. And our job is to declare the wonders and glory of God. You're a priest. You have within you the holiness of God. It's given to us at salvation. So now, let's go on to pearls. Don't evangelize these types of people. And do not throw your pearls before pigs. Margarites, margarites. It's a valued gem. Precious stone, if you will. So what is it? What is the pearls? It could mean the things of God, anything that is connected with the kingdom of God, anything uh, pertaining to the price, even the cross, you could say. But then I also think Jesus tells us what the pearl is. The, later on in the gospel of Matthew we read this again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking uh, beautiful pearls who when he had found one pearl of great price he went and sold all that he had to buy it to me that suggests <laughs> that suggests salvation because if you go on 45 and 46, immediately following this verse, Jesus says this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, it sure sat down and sorted good into containers, but threw the bad away. That is a reference to the judgment. So it will be at the close of the age. The angels will come out and separate evil from righteous. The pearl is salvation. The pearl is the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ, the salvation. Therefore, why in the world would you throw that before pigs? Now, it doesn't mean that we don't try to reach them. But at some point, they have become so hard, so obstinate, so uh, angry against the gospel that we are to simply turn around and walk away. Why would we throw what is sacred and set apart and holy and that our Savior paid the ultimate price for our salvation? Why would we throw that before pigs? And I know that sounds hard. This is what Jesus was saying. By the way, 
Do not throw your pearls before swine. If we read the next little verse. Lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. You see what he's doing? One commentator wrote, and I hadn't thought of it this way, but I think, it's, I think he's right. Can you imagine being a pig? And this is, I got this from history as well. Uh, you, pigs eat what is thrown at them. So if you throw a pearl before a pig, the pig tries to eat it, realizes it's not food. He will trample that pearl and turn and attack the one that gave it. Particularly the wild pigs. When somebody is vile, when somebody mocks our Lord and Savior on the cross, when somebody laughs at the church. I don't know if you really want to continue to, to try to share the sacred and holy things of God with that person. I think, we, I think there's a right here. I think Jesus is saying, walk away. Some fell among the thorns, some fell among the rocks, and some fell on good soil. Uh, spend time, listen to me, spend time on people who will listen about the kingdom of God. You carry within you vessels of honor. You carry within you the kingdom of God. And yes, we're to be about sharing the gospel, but when somebody is so vile, so obstinate, and all they want to do is attack you. You know it's true. I, I've heard stories from church members about people who have been attacked. They walk, into, they, they walk into their place of business and they're immediately attacked and made fun of for the faith. Now, uh, this is what I would say to do. You just pray for those people. But at some point, somebody in your life, maybe in your life right now, You've shared the gospel with them enough times, brothers and sisters. You need to let it go and let God do a work in their heart. I'm not telling you don't pray for them. Yes, pray for them. They need it. Because they're so sick. They don't understand that the cure that's being offered to them is holy and from God. We've got to be cautious. John Stott, love what he wrote here. So then the dogs and the pigs whom we are forbidden to share the gospel pearl are not just unbelievers. Listen to this. Please catch this. Uh, they must rather be those who have, ample, who have had ample opportunity to hear and receive the good news, but have device, de decisively, even defiantly rejected it. You got somebody in your life like that? Pray for them. Don't, don't do it anymore. I'll share it. I'll do a quick summary. 
family member of a, a church a while back asked me to go visit a father. And it's one of very few times I walked into the, started to go in the room. I, in those days, I dressed with a suit and tie. I've become more contemporary now. Uh, stood in the doorway, and he goes, are you a preacher? I said, yes, I am. I'm your daughter's pastor. He said, leave that Bible outside. Stage four cancer. I walked over to the nurse's station. I said, do you mind if I set the Bible there? Yes, I do. Walked in sat down. He said, I don't want you to pray for me, and I want you to talk to any, anything about that Bible. Can't use the exact words he used. And I just sat and talked with him. Then I left, and I came back two days later. I walked in the door, and I could see him, and I just put my Bible out here, and I walked in, sat down, and talked with him. He goes, you left your Bible outside? I said, yes, I did. He said, well, you can go get it. Because, see, I made a connection with him. Fast forward, by the end of it, I'm reading scripture to him. And I'm praying with him. 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock at night, he's on hospice. His family calls me. It was snowing. Trip would normally take 15 minutes. Took me almost an hour to get there because the snow was so bad. I get to the, I get to the hospice room the whole family's gathered around and I push my way through the family and I get on the bed and I lead him in the sinner's prayer. Now he was obstinate initially. But when he saw that I was just a normal person and I would play his game, he became open to the gospel. The people Jesus is talking about here, they're not open to it. Proverbs. You know, a lot of this stuff comes from Proverbs that Jesus mentions right here. Do not speak to a fool, for he will scorn the wisdom of your words. You got somebody in your life that has already said, I'll burn the cross, I'll do this. You need to leave them alone. You need to pray for him, but you need to leave them alone. There are other people in your life that are willing and open, maybe through a series of time, they're not antagonistic. They, they don't try to lash out at you. They don't try to belittle you and belittle our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You need to spend time on those people. Those are the ones that we can reach. The Kathy Griffins of the world, God help her. She doesn't know. She's on her way to hell. So you do need to pray for her. God put her on my heart this week. I think some vile stuff of hers. And I just start. One Christian was chewed up by her. I, you don't need to just pray for them. Just pray for them. What do we do? Yes, we share the gospel. That is our call. That is our mission. Some will not accept. You realize that, right? Not everybody you share the gospel with is going to accept. It's going to be a low number. But that doesn't mean we don't stop sharing the gospel. But when somebody turns violent and angry 
and despises everything that you stand for. Just remember the pig proverb and walk away. And I know that's difficult to do. None of us want to see that happen in our lives. Uh, I gave this man the benefit of the doubt the first time he cussed at me. And through a series of events, me being there, witnessing, talking to him, you mind if I pray with you? Sure. Those are not the people that we're not to share with. It's when you know the line. The line is when they're making fun of you, it's time to quit. Then it's in God's court. And pray that they get saved before they die. So I hope that was helpful. Be willing to share the gospel. Some won't accept. Some will be critical. Those are the ones Jesus says you don't give them. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to know it.